Hello. It's the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. He's on? Andre Nah. Yeah, you there? We good? Yeah, I'm here. I just like doing it that way since you always <laughs> say the same damn thing for the first seven seconds. We're We've here. Done like Go seven ahead. podcasts in four months. I don't. I'm not on your nerves like that. Come Man, on. who's counting? No, I think you. I'm on your nerves. I'm not. Are you? Ain't well, that's for nerves. damn sure. But come on. <laughs> you're lucky. You're a lucky motherfucker. Then I'll say it up front. We cuss sometimes on this podcast, and if you didn't know that, well, welcome to your favorite next 35 because it'll really be 50 minutes because Zach will find some way to say it 35 minutes. I only got a couple more minutes. Got to yeah. go. But we're recording this bad boy at 9 p.m. We're going old school A to Z people. Usually because of being a grown up, we've had to mature into this podcast. We're doing them in the morning when I'm worth crap, but we're doing them at night where I'm at the top of my game. So let's go. Yeah. So it's nine o'clock on Monday. That means free agency started um, at noon, you know, for the Browns that started on Saturday with the trade of Amari Cooper, which, you know, we'll see what happens right now. You just say, Hey, they got a really good player at no cost," And there's obviously layers to that, but Ooh, I like um, you say no cost. I want to put a question mark next to that. I don't disagree or agree, yeah. but I like, it. yeah. So, um, you know, it's, I just wanted to say first, I need to say shouts to blue wire and shouts to our longtime friends and sponsors, Absolutely. American fireworks, always open at American fireworks.com. I say the and same we're always thing. Every open time. To more pro- and we're always open to more yeah. people, but, but American fireworks, you're the best. And we'll talk about you more. I say the same thing every time, except when Andre cuts me off. So anyway, American Fireworks is the best. So um, this being a free agency period and all that, and you guys all know what my full-time job is, um, there might be a trade. I might get a call in the middle of this. I don't know. But um, just given the circumstances and given that we don't think there's going to be anything else tonight, and we know there's one domino out there, how how much it really is out there for the Browns, no one knows, and we'll talk about that. But um, – I just wanted to start, Andre, because who knows where it'll take us and who knows, you know, by the time anybody listens to this, what will and won't have changed. Yeah. Uh, baseball has a deal. Why it took so long, I don't know if, if anyone can explain that, right? But there's going to be 162. And I just wanted, whether it's 30 seconds or your typical 30 minutes, uh, I just wanted you to address, um, you know, baseball in terms of what's next for you and, and what we're going to, you know, what it's going to be like. Um, going forward. As, as much as we hate each other, you actually pushed on the right day for us to have a podcast because um, my life is, uh, has been turned upside down. But, I mean, no surprise. We knew it was coming at some point in time. And as much as Zach and the old white men of America wanted to say that baseball was dead, those old white men were saying that before the lockout. So we'll see them around July after they finally realize there's nothing else going on in the world. Uh, but <laughs> in all seriousness, um, yeah, I'm gone in like the next 24, 48 hours, basically, and baseball starts. I'm taking my fam. We're going out. We'll do our first game on TV on Friday. Uh, then I think we're on TV again Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, the following week. And it is amazing that you go three months where the game is just completely shooting itself in his foot. And literally, it's like you, you flip a light switch on and the cockroaches like it's like it's truly like cockroaches because we're all just spread out flying every which where, um, whether you're going to Florida, whether you're going to Arizona. Um, it's a little crazy, but we knew it was going to be crazy. And like I said, in a couple of days, I'll be doing my real job and my kids won't be going around telling and telling each other while I'm making breakfast that I, I'm fired. I actually, <laughs> I actually have a real job. I'm actually excited about it. And as much as you're saying what you're saying, and I know some will laugh at this. And if it happens in real time, I'm going to, I'm going to act a true ass during this, but there's a chance that we could have a baseball move as well in the next whenever. So this should be a fun podcast. Probably nothing will have happened since we both said that, but there's a possibility that some things could possibly happen, whether it be baseball or football. I'm excited. And the Cavs are going to put away a win as well. So we can talk about all three of those. Um, how was your weekend? This sometimes this past weekend could be more exciting than the NCAA tournament. 
you being a college football guy, we'll get into Cooper and that domino that you were talking about in a minute, but just college basketball. I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. So I'm asking you because you don't have to ask me. I, because I've been so busy uh, over the last 24 hours, just pack, getting stuff together. I haven't even looked at my bracket yet. I will, but I have not. Yeah, I, I did not get a chance to look at the full bracket. I, I, I had the selection show on in the background um, and, you know, I got to listen to a podcast today, but I didn't actually get to list to, to look at the bracket in, in entirety until uh, same way <laughs> till later today. So yeah, um, a lot happens here and I am into college basketball. I welcome everyone um, <laughs> who, who, um, you know, jumps on board here and wants to be an expert. I'm going to, I'm going to look him up as I talk through it here. So obviously you always should be subscribing to the athletic. Um, because hey, we, we cover that, everything. I'm sorry. I, I no, we're, we don't. We'll get your payment issue resolved. Come on. You don't need to bring <laughs> I, it here. Well, you know I pay. I pay for my kids. And yes. my, and my, I That's, I know my you, you've been since day one. You have been. And you endorse it without me asking you to because you know it's a good product. Same. Right? Yes, I do. So all the stuff is on there, and I will tweet out some thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm not ready, but there is a guy named Jordan Majeski uh, who I found on Twitter. His handle is Dan, and he writes about college basketball in detail like you've never seen. And, you know, I follow him and learn more. I don't get to watch 300 games like I used to, right? So at Dan, jump on board. If you're one of those people that needs to become a college basketball genius in the next 36 hours, I would recommend – um, him very much. So I do think Ohio State's in trouble. That's a first blush. Um, wow. Look at the bracket. Do we need to do we do need our rosaries for the game one? Is that what you're Yeah. Us? Well, I think yeah. <laughs> Sister Jean and Loyola will be dancing on. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a favorite of any kind. I don't think Gonzaga is championship worthy. Uh, one of these Ooh. years, I'll eat those words. Wait but, a minute, though. But this is a guy that told us last year at this time you thought they were going to win it. I, no, I didn't say that. I said they have an easy oh, path. I never Dude, trust you, me. I wouldn't you pick did, them. But you had a hard. Uh, I got to use another word. You were very excited about Jalen Suggs <laughs> last year. Yes. Well, and he saw us. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you could say it. You could say whatever you want to say. Um, I know. I went I got to get used to being in front of a mic and not saying those type of words. All right. Let me say this before we get into sports issues. Okay. Okay. I went to my first pro day today out of Kent State. And I've been wanting to bring this up for like six months because it's something I started to notice last summer. Actually, when I went to that Indians game. Yeah. Uh, the, my one a year. Um, he actually came in this year. The mullet is back. Kids are rocking the mullet. Yeah. Um, well, the, didn't Ohio State have the one quarterback for one? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not there anymore. But, yes. Um, Evers? Yeah, but like it's phenomenal. Um, at this point of my game, I'm just hoping any hair grows in any direction. I couldn't do it, right? But like I would if I could, and I I've seen some spectacular ones. There was actually only one or two uh, on the Kent. You know, Kent had eight or so guys working out of the pro day, and most of the roster was there watching them. But I have seen just in going to some things some phenomenal ones. And um, as far as going back to the weekend, the timing was great, Jerry. I actually went to a high school game on Saturday afternoon um, over at Copley. And as we left, uh, that the Cooper trade broke. Like As I was walking to the car, I had the phone in my hand. So I was parked at the Winking Lizard a couple miles away, went back, college basketball was on, got in touch with my bosses, did everything I, I could on my phone for the first 20, 30 minutes there, then went home and wrote about it, and it was great. So I, um, I would just say, you know, the Cowboys got themselves in a cap hell and the way Jerry spoke about Amari last year yeah. told you that maybe there was something more in the cap. I'm not around the Cowboys every day to know. I don't know that. Right. Well, Amari also was mid season 
he was the number one receiver. And, and Jeff Shadell, you did something very – we'll get to that. Remind me about Jeff Shadell because I don't hate him, but I can't stand – and I didn't read his article completely, but I know how a lot of guys that look like me saw his article as complete bullshit to just – Immediately just rapping, man, well, he's just like the last guy you got to. Like, it's just – and there's certain words that are used by certain writers. Um, it's just like uh, – Well, I, I don't know anything about that. Uh, zero about that. You, yeah, you don't have to. But I know You know, you know that there's words that writers can use that don't come off like they – when they write about other guys. Yes. Right. And, and, and shouts to you guys who read and listen – we appreciate you. But then when you take everything we say on this podcast and you go put it in the comments section and you jump to conclusions, oh I mean, God. my God, can are we, are, do you want us to talk about stuff or not? No, well, some people just <laughs> don't like opinions true. or not. Well, and I said and some of it's true. Most of it's right. true. Most of it's true. Most of it is Even true. You were right. Most of the time I'm right all the time. <laughs> well, the best is how right I've been about this last year of the Browns and how in the world did three years to the day that Mr. Cooper become a Brown is the same day they brought Odell. And I almost texted you and said, I wish you would call me today and we would jump off the, the roof like we did for OBJ. Because to be honest, and, and I know you brought up Cooper and you said it. The one thing about Zach, as much as I don't like agreeing with him, as much as he's a pain in my ass, as much as I know you guys hate him and make that face just because he thinks he's always right and he says that and you really think he means that, and in some ways he does, but he's a slob. He knows better. But he said at the very beginning of what he said was the Cowboys were in cap hell. And I saw a lot of people, when they first saw what Cooper's making this year, they start freaking out, and it's like, number one, I never get that because it's not your money. Number two, you really shouldn't freak out because you have an owner that'll give the government $200 million to save his ass, but he'll also spend any amount of money and raise your ticket prices for your team. So therefore, it's not your money. It's not your job to, 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 put, to bank account it like, and, and to do savings. They needed a number one receiver. And if they're stuck with the statue as their quarterback, this guy does fit better than OBJ because he is a precise route runner. He's a hard worker. But I will say this, not to get all Jeff... Um, um, Jeff won you, but if the plays aren't ran right and the game isn't ran, the offense isn't ran the way he is, he's going to tell whomever the quarterback is and whoever the offensive coordinator is that it ain't getting ran right because he's played in places where he has been able to do that, whether it be at Alabama, whether it be in Oakland, Vegas, or whether it be in, in Dallas. The one thing I, I know, because I know three of those teams pretty well, he is, he is a guy that's going to push for perfection and he's a a little bit like everybody's favorite running back, Nick Chubb. He scores touchdowns and he just hands the ball to the referee and goes back to the sideline. Yeah. He's a player. One, one thing I know about Amari Cooper is about three, four years ago, I'd have taken him over just about anybody. Because like you said, the, the it was just so smooth, right? Yes. And I remember when he was traded, you know, it was like, well, the Raiders are either broke or brain dead or both because this dude is it. Right. And, and we've seen father time be undefeated, you know, <laughs> uh, we don't know. I, I think it's fair to wonder that even if Baker Mayfield comes back and plays uh, at a much higher level, it is fair to wonder how receiver friendly this offense is. Right. I think that's a question out there. It has to yeah, be right. Right. And it's not one that we have a hard answer to that we need to get worked up about. I think it's, I think it's fair to wonder. Right. So yeah. We will see. Um, and can I ask you this? And, and I want to ask, and I'm asking, I'm not in a fighting way. This is just because I have to do that. Because I mean, nothing Zach and I are doing is in a fighting way. I think we get some of our greatest conversations because we can be honest, though, with each other, and he, we don't have to agree. But what do you put – because I, I want to talk about the front office a little bit, and in, in, in a calm way. 
Um, the situation they go into, if the statue is a quarterback in 2022, and with the receiver room, what it is. Because I really do think they tried their best. But when you look at it as is right now at 9-12, and I know it's going to be different, but Jarvis is no longer here. If you listen to this podcast, you know he's, he's, a hard, he was, he's one of my favorite football players of all time. He's one of my favorite Browns of all time. I haven't said that in a very long time. And off the top of my head, when I think of it, and matter of fact, for, I want you to give your five at some point during this podcast. Oh, gosh. I have to wreck But that's take your time. I mean, Phil Dawson and, and the Cribs are right off the top, and Eric Metcalf is right at the top of mine. But I don't, and I don't, you know, and you matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the front office, what do you say, or what, I don't have to grade, but just give me a comment on what you think they've done with, for as well as we think they've put the, the, the roster together. And I think we both agree with that. For having a number one quarterback, overall pick quarterback, and for the offense that they have, what are you great or what are your thoughts of what they've put around him going into this year that's everything for him? Well, they you know what I'm put, saying. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, the, the first year, the idea was to put as much talent around him. And some of that was a simple old school football thought and that the Browns appeared to be really good, but they didn't have offensive tackles. They went out and they spent a first round pick and $30 million to get two offensive tackles, right? Um, this year, clearly the receiver group was not good enough. They're stuck at tight end. You know, uh, they're not necessarily stuck with Hooper. That will play itself out over the next couple of months, but they had to franchise tag David Njoku because there's just no tight ends. So there's going to be some give and take in, in terms of the scheme and the structure of the offense until and unless Hooper and, or I mean, Njoku and Harrison Bryant take a big leap and, mm-hmm. and we'll see there, but yeah, they needed a receiver who can get down the field, but also can get into space. Jarvis was so good at getting into space, mm-hmm. right? And, and Jarvis was the quintessential slot receiver in terms of short areas where he was best. He was always adamant, I'm not just a slot receiver. He was right. And I think there is some interchangeability with this offense to where, um, you know, they they when it's rolling, they hide things well. They get guys open involved, and that does set up things. I mean, we did see at the end of 2020, we did see this team throw the ball down the field. Last year, that was totally out. Now, was that because the simple ones couldn't be hit and the ball was being sprayed all over the place and because there was no flow to things to disguise the things to get the easy ones going? Or did they just not have the guys? You know, I think think anyone knows where we feel on much of that, but I can also tell you plays where the ball was thrown down the field and Peoples-Jones, for whatever reason, didn't finish the play, whether a guy batted away or he didn't catch it, he didn't run to the right spot. Or even even the play the statue got hurt on. He was a rookie that supposedly – it was always everybody else didn't run the plays right. And I, I don't want to get into that. I guess what I'm saying is for as talented as I think that they are, it is odd that they're going into this year that's so important and we really don't have a like, – I just thought – and I, we said this earlier, and, I'm not, and we don't have to belabor it. I just – it's odd going into a year like this you don't have the combinations at that key position that you well, really think you should. We have been clear that if they bring back the quarterback – that it's going to be a disaster from the outside because he yes. has been clear that he has rabbit ears, that he's involved with all this other stuff that he, well, how hard do you think reads. this weekend has been? How hard do you think this yeah. weekend and the next week is going to be for a B and crew? Because yeah. the one thing you and I always say, no matter what sport, I mean, we, we you know, Commodores, I, I got to say it every week just so I get used to it. Just like I got to say guardians, guardians. Um, 
they 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 were honest. We called we called every team about every quarterback. Like, why would you? And not? You didn't even get it right. You called them the Commodores. It's the Commanders. Oh man, the Commodores. I like their music though. Fuck someone the at the someone at the Kent State Pro Day did the same thing today. They said, "Are you serious?" I said, "Hey, give me a give me a count on the scouts." So I got it right, and they said, "I think it's that," but let me go check. And it was like, you know, two people wearing Browns gear and one wearing a Jets. That was the obvious one. And he goes, he's from the Chiefs and he's from the Commodore. I mean, the Commanders. Like, <laughs> I said, I'm with you, man. <laughs> uh, you, I know when I do it on TV, Hunkora will have like 18 different memes in five seconds. Because you know it's coming. Oh, that's great. Um, I, you know, like, the, like, that, like, that's the part of the situation that – that I think what people keep all the things that we continue to say, I think that's the part that we don't get at. It's like, you have such, you, you say whatever you want about what happened last season and just the drama we had, like the drama off the field and, and what was happening on social media and what wasn't happening on social media to me. And look, it's, it's not going to take the A to Z podcast. It's not going to take the phony at the other station or, you know, other, anyone else, like the camaraderie and the chemistry within their locker room. It's quite, I think it's, it's fair to question it. And I think it's fair to say that it makes this time of year difficult when you have to shape a team. Yes, it does. Um, That said, when they come back in a month, guys generally come back with a clean slate and fresh ideas and everything's hunky dory. Everybody's in the best shape of their life. Attitudes are good. Things have been (laughs) ironed out. And sometimes they have been, right? Um, Look, this quarterback is not good enough to win you the Super Bowl. We know that. The Browns know that. And they tell you that by not offering him extension. No one with half a brain has been arguing that for a long time. That said, did he get you to the playoffs? Yes. Did he play very well in that stretch? Yes. Was he hurt last year? And did that affect his play? Obviously, yes. But the Browns, the, the reality of the matter is that the Browns have him on a really bargain rate for today's quarterback for one more year, they haven't offered him. They wouldn't offer him a contract at this point, and they have to look around. And they have to really look because the quarterback market as far as trades and free agents is going to be just as shitty a year from now as it is today. And there's no way, barring a complete disaster, that they're in position to draft a top one. Yeah. And there's none to draft this year. Yeah. Except complete projects. Yeah. Or guys but, who are of similar or less talent level than the guy you already have, and not being and not being negative. I mean, that's just that's where things are at right yeah, now. And, right. And, and like this is just, I think it's. I'm glad you said it the way you did. You said it very well. And I just, you know, and I, we all see the different trade banner that's out there, and the different names that come and go. And we all have our, you know, ideas of who's good and who's bad. I just love how everybody's up in a frenzy. But in reality, I thought over the last 48 hours, there has been a barrage of you better look in the mirror and really see who you are because ain't nobody waiting for you to figure it out, right? Yeah. Like, they're like, say what you will, Pittsburgh doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be, but they went out and got Mitch because they were going to let the Browns or somebody else get them because they know who they got isn't good enough, right? Yeah. To me, when I look at moves, you know, when, you know, I look at the defensive linemen they brought in today. Had a good game against Buffalo. Buffalo's guards were eh. Looks like he got a little burst. And when you have Miles Garrett to the side of you, uh, you're, you're not going to see a lot of doubles. You're going to get one-on-ones, and maybe he can flourish in, in, in that situation, right? But you go out and you get these guys because you look around your division and go, if we don't have this or this, we're not going to win. If you are the Browns right now at 9-19 and you've seen what Pittsburgh has done, who the Cincinnati Bengals are, uh, and, and who Baltimore is, and then you look around the rest, and, and let's be honest, 
um, the AFC is going to be a bear to get out of, right? Even if you make the playoffs, even if you're at the best of who you are, you are going to, in the first, second, and third week of January, if you are about all that business, you're going to the house of, of somebody that's a bad mofo that's probably got MVP in behind his name somewhere at one point in time. And it's probably already played in a big game already, right? Yes. Like, like Rodgers is what? Rodgers is the back-to-back MVP, right? Correct. So I, I don't know. I haven't seen the NFL MVP odds because it's not something, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Horizon League basketball this time of year, right? And it's not something I would look at anyway. But the MVP candidates, Dre, are two quarterbacks in the um, NFC who are who are our age. <laughs> One's coming back, right. Tom Brady, right? And right. all of the rest of them are in the AFC, and two of them play in your division. And now Russell Wilson made another one in the AFC to give you three in a division, and the fourth guy, Carr, is better than your guy by miles and miles and miles. By miles, yeah. yeah. And Josh Allen – is not going anywhere. For, he's already got the mega extension. They're on your schedule this year. Right? right? Like, yeah, so you just have to look at it. Like, obviously, you're always saying, in the best case scenario, you know, we can do this. And, and the Browns with that offensive line and those running backs for at least one more year. And that defense that finished the year playing excellent. They finished the year as a top five defense. I don't have or need the exact metrics in there to tell me they, they played championship level defense. From uh, right, the, the New England game was was the breaking point of the season, mm-hmm. and it's when the offense was broken and never recovered, and the defense bounced back, got thoroughly embarrassed that day, and absolutely balled out the rest of the year. Dominated, gave you a chance to still believe. All right. End of the month of December, right? Right, you were in it. You were yeah. in it. It gave right? you a fault, maybe false, but it gave you that. And I, and to me, that's like, and I'll continue with this. I trust, I trust the guys that put the team together. And I don't, and I'm, and I don't say that lightly. Like that's not something that I'm comfortable even really saying because I really never have said that about the Browns since I've been an adult. I feel like they're adults at the table, but they got some adult issues to deal with because their honeymoon is over, and that's not a personal yes. attack on them. No, that's, no, they know here. that. Right? They were gifted a really good roster. Yes. Right. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Yeah, I'll give and you a, a boatload of cap room. <laughs> yes. They were given the keys to a big old nice castle. Yes. Let me say this. Let me say this quickly. Um, oh, my God. When you release a Jarvis Landry, like they did today, you're playing big boy ball now because you're releasing a player that was due a lot of money, but you're releasing a guy that you know, know was a culture changer, was when, when healthy, when he could get on the field, change the dynamic of every play he was a part of, a guy that moved the chains that is huge in the NFL. And you had to do what big boy teams do. Like, this wasn't one of the, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you know what I'm saying, Zach? This wasn't like a guy you gave a lot of money. He didn't perform. Typical things that have happened in the Browns in the past. You gave this guy money. People questioned it a little bit. He showed up and, and he had some moments. Like, you're not just letting go of just a guy. You're letting go of a player. And that's part of big boy football. The big boy teams, they go up, find more big boys to replace the big boy you just lost. Yeah, and, and and look, Jarvis was probably going to go either way because it, renegotiations, they just – you ask somebody to take a pay cut, feelings get involved. And there's reasons you're asking them to take a pay cut anyway, right? But they brought in Amari Cooper because they're saying, regardless of who the quarterback is, we need this guy. Our, our division has some stud wide receivers and maybe a top three wide receiver in football who happens to be 21 years old. If we don't get some version of our own guy – 
to to help bring the other guys along and to scare defenses, then we're not going to succeed with anyone back there. Right. Right? right. So that's why you go get Amari Cooper. And the part of the reality here is the reason you make the trade for Amari Cooper, you only end up giving a five to the Cowboys is because you can't let him get to free agency because the state of your passing game and your offense says maybe guys don't want you. Uh, call yeah. Then you got it. Is no longer your choice. Is what correct? Correct. So you get <laughs> him in. True. You trade for him. You tell him you love them. You say we try. I I used to work for so and so, and I wanted to trade everything for you back in the draft <laughs> in 2015. Right. Right, uh, right. I scouted a game in Alabama when you were a sophomore, and I thought you're the greatest I've ever seen. Right. Yeah, whatever, punk. <laughs> get in there. You tell them people love. You know. You have Miles call him up. You have right. Nick Chubb hit him up. Right. And you say you're going to love Cleveland. And you get in there and you renegotiate his deal to work with the cap and whatever. Um, and then you end up paying more money like you basically did for the guy you just released. Yeah, but yeah, but you'll end up and I'm okay with that. paying the, a lot of the renegotiation. See, the reason you need to have some of these guys under contract, it helps your cap because then you renegotiate them and you basically pay them the same amount of money. You give them more up front. Yeah, you're right. So, you're, you know, and you just say, hey, we have to do this for the structure of the cap for pushing the, the whole the whole credit card theory. You pay it now or you pay it later. Yes. Right? I, yes. Move that stuff around. So, I don't know what they'll get out of Amari Cooper. I know in there is a number one receiver, and, it, and I think you said it best, like a super precise route runner. Does he still explode at the top end like I used to? He used to. I don't know. We'll find out. But he's a big upgrade. And he's a big upgrade. And all this, indications and, are they're not done in that. And room. this move to me yelled out that we're going to try to help the statue. You complained about a guy that – and here's the deal. Jerry Rice was a precise route runner, became one of the best ever. Um, Chris Carter ran routes however he needed to. He's in the Hall of Fame. You know, there's, there is something – Randy Moss would see a safety at a certain point, and he would throw his hand up and say, throw it up. He's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. My point to this is there's multiple ways to be a Hall of Fame player and a great player. And I heard so many people say things about OBJ last year because he does the, he, he's, he reads and reacts. There are some great read and react receivers out there that have quarterbacks that read and react. I mean, have you watched the Green Bay Packers when they need to move it? And I, and I think you know Zach knows, thinks Adams is the number one receiver. They make eye contact and they make stuff work. Same with Travis, Travis yeah. Kelsey. Um, but you could do it the other way. And this is – both of the receivers are really good, but they do it very differently is my point. You see what I'm saying? And so it's like, okay, if it didn't work with OBJ, we're going to give you someone as, as talented – but he's, he does it differently because he's going to be precise. And, and if you don't get him the ball at the, top of it, at the top of it when he needs it, then you're going to hear the same. Like, he's going to deal with the same problems if he isn't on his shit. Well, I think it's a fair question to ask. You're right. There's no disputing that. It's a fair question to ask if Kevin Stefanski really wants to have his job on the line with this quarterback. You told me. Well, no, because that, that, I'm glad you said that. Because um, that, this wasn't his choice. Well, right, and, and no one's saying he's going to get fired, but let's let's look around at the reality in the history. Well, if you go if you go four and, and thirteen, whether it's your fault or not, and I'm not saying they are, he's he's on the hot seat. He's he's gonna be lucky to get through seventeen games if they only win four games. <laughs> I'm and I don't I don't like that, but is is that false? And no one thinks they're only gonna win four games. No, no. But but the offense the defense has to for them to be great. Right for them to be in the playoffs in this loaded AFC, the defense has to be great for most of the year. Has to almost replicate last year, and the offense has to take huge strides. Yes. All right. Let's have a big boy talk real quick. Um, I got a couple other things written down. We can talk about Tom Brady, and I want to ask you something about Evan Mobley before we go. I still want your five favorite Browns of your of your lifetime. Um, but let's talk about the elephant in the NFL room, and it's been there for a while. 
Um, just everything that goes along with Deshaun Watson. I know two or three podcasts ago, you brought up his name and I was like, when are we ever going to get a conclusion to this? Um, I, you know, I, I think the one thing at 40, almost 44 years old, I used to read things and see things and react. And, and maybe I know less because I know more now. I don't know what to believe at all times. I don't know what to trust at all times. I used to think that our world was um, fair and balanced. And if you did something wrong, you paid for it. Not literally, um, you know, but, you know, like literally not figuratively. I don't know everything that happened in Houston. I know some people down there. I know some things that were told to me early on that there are people around the situation that didn't think it was all true. But as more names and more things, as more numbers came out, it, it started to feel like it was hard to look the other way. I don't know what happened, but I do know what's been put out there is not something that makes me feel very, um, it, it makes me feel icky. I got sisters, I got a wife, I got, you know, I got a daughter. But at the same time, I don't know everything that happened. And, 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 and that doesn't mean I'm standing up for this person. But I think in our general world, when you look around it, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that make decisions that I don't agree with that get to continue on upon life. Um, and my job that I've learned, no matter how strongly I feel one way or another, um, there's only one true person. There's only one judge that can judge people at the end of the day. Yeah. I, um, I, it's a part of any discussion, right? But I can't tell you listening anywhere, any of you how to feel about it. Right. And I can say, that it's a sport, it's entertainment, it's a billion-dollar business. They choose who works for them just like anybody else, right? That runs a restaurant, a trucking company, a grocery store, whatever else. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to take one hard stance. I was not comfortable with the Browns bringing in Kareem Hunt. The Browns claimed, swore up and down they'd done their work. They got full sign off, which is what it takes, right? Yeah. They I'm glad you said that because I wasn't either. Go you on. know, so it, it's like I, but I'm, I'm glad they did. Can I say yeah. that? I'm. I don't want to. I want sure, to no, on. please I, do. No, I'm glad you just said that because I think that gives me a better. I'm not trying to impress anybody. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I think guys. I think let's be honest, as males, and I, you, you as a white male, I'm sure because I hear this all the time. White males just can't be themselves and speak out anymore. We're getting whatever, man. We have taught all people to be halfway decent, <laughs> but I mean, it's your you, best voice ever. Because hey, black men been going through that for four hundred years, you assholes, and all of a sudden, oh, I gotta look over my neck when I tell a bad joke. When I tell, you know, like whatever. Like, I, I don't want women to feel less than. I wasn't crazy about the the the. I wasn't crazy. I'm glad you brought up Hunt because I, I you know, like I just didn't. I want him to succeed. He's, his background is difficult. And I think most of us, we make these decisions. And this bothers me because I have to catch myself with this. The backgrounds of people, and I know, and I know Zach's not always agrees with me on this. Our backgrounds and what we go through and what we see and how we get to the places we are, it is so easy to look, sit back in my seat and look at the blessings I had uh, in parenting and, and, and coaching and family that saved me from being in the situations a lot of others been and then we throw them you know then we throw them in front of media and give them millions of dollars and expect them to act like um they were raised like you were or like the guy or, or like or like i was that's unfair but it's part of the process in the hunt situation i wasn't crazy about it because he'd get he'd gotten multiple chances and kept making mistakes and i and who knows he may still have some issues i'm sure he does 
but he's done everything and come off as a pretty decent human being in the years he's been here in the Browns since they put him through the ringer, right? As far as, far as we know, I mean, he seems like a good teammate. I would say for me speaking, he's one of the most likable guys on the team over the last on the team. year and a half. Right. And I, I'm glad that situation comes up because um, I, I didn't like it. But at the same time, I do think that we should get second, third chances in life because if we can't get second, third, fourth chances in life, where do we really, where are we living? No, that's right. Uh, I go down these stairs right now and I would hope that I'm a role model to the kids. Right. right? right. And I understand that they worship um, the athletes that they see. Cause we talk about it every single morning. Right. Mm. Um, you know, and there was a dinner table discussion about why Deshaun Watson's being traded and why there's this. And, and, and listen, just because there's no criminal charges doesn't mean guilt, but we don't know, as you've said, he's accused of some pretty awful things. We don't know. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm just not going to get high and holy either way. Same. I'm, I'm going to say the reality of this being a billion dollar business. It's a very public business. Is that everybody involved in the ownership group, in the non-football leadership group and specifically in the football leadership group would have to be comfortable with what they know, what they think they know and what they think, how they think it will go um, a day, a week, a month and years down the road. Because the fact is, right. right, Because the fact is that there's probably a 10 to 25% chance that the Browns get to Sean Watson as we sit here and talk to you. And that number could be way off. It could be zero, frankly, or it could be 60. But in either case, guys, Andrew Jerry, Andrew Barry's job working for this billion-dollar business is at stake as part of this deal, whether he wants him or not, whether he succeeds True or not, that. whether he finds it. That's just the reality. Yeah. So it's really about him being comfortable with it and his teammates and those signing off on it. It's really not about what any of us think. So I, I, I'm sensitive to it. I'm aware of what's going on. I'm just telling you, it's ultimately his job well, and Kevin's fancy's job who are at stake in the next right. Let me ask you this. If you guys don't right. think that's the case, then you're not paying attention. Well, here's the case. Um, the Cleveland Browns don't pay. Oof. I'm sorry. I'm watching overtime of the Cavs. Mobley is playing. Unbelievable. We got 30, 30 points. I'm going to ask you about Mobley, too, in a second. Um, the Browns don't pay their general manager and, and their What's the Deep Adustas job title? I forget it, but I know it's great. Uh, chief Strategy Officer. <laughs> yeah, they don't pay the Chief Strategy off. And, I, and I'm not hate to be laughing when I say this. Well, they're so smart but, for a team that's but, been to the playoffs but, once in 20 fucking years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they but they don't, pay, they don't pay them to be the moral police. And like, I, like I'm telling you, man, the last two years have done so many things to me mentally and like how I think and look at things that I almost don't like. I think I know too much. I know it like it's always been there, but now the reality's hit. And like they're not here to be the moral police when they put this team together. You know, we morally stand for a lot of things, right? And then I see you guys on Sunday morally lose every moral you have because of an orange helmet. I, like I get what we want to represent our team and our city. And I think Zach just said the most important thing out of all this, and I can't believe it. And it just shows where we are in life, and it just makes me want to just throw up. (laughs) I mean, in reality, situations like Deshaun Watson are what mom and dads need to be doing at kitchen tables with their kids every day anyway. Having real conversations about how we go about life and people that make mistakes and why mistakes are made and how we deal with it. And, and, you know, and don't forget, 
who they are and the mistakes they've made, but move forward because everyone's going to make mistakes, some worse than others. I don't know if I want to hear if I'm playing Madden and there's no like moral, like it's a video game. I give up my whole, you know, everything that my team has to go get him. And I think that's what you're seeing from cities. Look, I'll never forget this. And, and I hate making this the combination of, of, of where we go with this. I'll never forget the Ben Roethlisberger stuff, Zach, mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. No, I didn't know everything, but even before Ben had become an NFL player, because of people we had known down in Miami of Ohio and went to school with them, I had heard that he wasn't, I didn't know what was being accused. I, you just knew that he was, he was a D-bag is basically what we knew, right? And then the Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated story came out, and, and then it kind of came out all the things that he was accused of and paying people off left and right. And, you know, and we know all this stuff. Bathroom Ben is what I call him to all my uh, Steelers fans to piss them off. Anytime they want to talk tough, I just go, okay, let's go talk about Bathroom Ben. And I remember we were the first game back after a six-game suspension. You remember what year that was? Colt McCoy, I think, started that year for the Browns. They, yeah, I don't remember the exact year, but it's right in that ballpark. Oh, it was yeah. 2011. It was after Mangini fired me. Um, <laughs> I was there for Channel 5. First game back for Roethlisberger against – the Cleveland Browns in Pittsburgh. And I thought that day, and I remember I was doing hits for radio. I was doing hits for TV. And I was thinking after everything we had heard and saw that, you know, how could Pittsburgh let him come back? Uh, You know, the women will never wear his Jersey again. This is going to be so embarrassing for such an elite pro, you know, elite franchise that does everything right. And I remember down at that, that booth down at the very end that they put Jimmy in and whoever his next partner is. I remember looking down where that little barbecue pit at the open end of the stadium at Heinz. And there was like a women's group that had just come in from outside, all with Roethlisberger jerseys on, cheering him on, basically just like not ignoring what had happened, but say he's ours, we'll make it okay. And I remember I was flabbergasted, Zach. I was just like, damn, women still are going to, and like some even had like the pink seven on. And I remember being like, did they read, did they see what he did? I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is as bad as it looked from my end, it didn't look that, you know, like life carried on. Right. And here we are, you know, 11 years later. Yeah. So who knows what tomorrow brings, but guys, uh, and I'm sure you know this because if you're listening to us, you've probably been involved in the other discussion and speculation and all of that. I mean, we know it's been reported that he had two meetings today. And at the end of the report from Aaron Wilson of pro football network, who lives in Houston and has covered the Texans for a long time, it says more meetings tomorrow. As we record this at 9.39 uh, p.m. on Monday, the Browns have not been directly linked. We don't know. He would the No trade clause makes, so he would have to choose. The ridiculous asking price, um, exorbitant asking price, I don't know, whatever, choose your adjective. It's not going to be for everyone, even if hey, there is full sign. We know none of that. Hey, remind we, me uh, of something. None of that. Remind me of something. Yep. Didn't before all this happened, he asked to be traded? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so he, he literally want like, because I was thinking to myself, what if he just, what if Texas just say to hell with it, man? We yeah, and just, just so you guys who like to jab at me know, he asked to be traded. I wrote a column saying, and, and you can look it up verbatim, now that the Browns are good, they should look to upgrade the most important spot in the league. Okay? You guys ripped me relentlessly. One guy sent me 150 tweets on a Saturday night. Jesus. Right? Like, 
right? And now a year later, the Browns need a quarterback. Now, this was written before any of those circumstances. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. And and then a lot of you guys snitch-tagged the, the column <laughs> snitch to the quarterback who then blocked me on Twitter, which is fine because he didn't talk to me it anyway. Tells more about the uh, – tells Correct. more about the uh, – uh, yeah, you almost said it. You almost <laughs> said it. <laughs> you so, caught yourself. I did. <laughs> Woo. You're all grown up. But anyway, you know, the, the chances that it happens to me are not on the favorables on the plus side of 50 or even on the plus side of 30. But but we don't know. Um, and, and there's still it's just stay tuned. It's just read this how you want it. Right. Um, and it could change. It might change by the time that that would listen to this. So it's been a really long day for me. I know. So, so Dre, so we'll, you'll be in Arizona the next time we talk. Like I was surprised. Yeah. So they're going right into games. Yeah, man. We're playing games Friday. It's crazy. ain't it? So is there like an expectation that guys were at least doing some stuff on their own? Glad you brought that up. Or they're going to be a bunch uh, yes. of soft tissue injuries. Thank you. You've been, we see we're getting old. We already know the stories. Oh, uh, let me yeah. go back to the Chanel thing. And I don't have it right in front of me and I didn't read a story, but I know what the headline said. And I know that, um, that writers don't always write the headlines, but basically, you know, he used the word diva and this and that about Cooper and basically said they got, they, you know, he's a good one, but they got where they went from one diva to another. I just, and you didn't read it. So I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm not asking, I'm not asking any, I just, I, I'm 44 years old, man. I'm sick of the bullshit words that we use about people at times. And it sucks because fans don't know any better and they read this stuff. Like I, like I was at my, um, I was at my uh, niece's, basketball game a couple weeks back but the day before james harden got traded and i, I want to be careful with this but you know like teams now get you know warm-ups that have the um hood on them and if you see zach and i and we're happy you want to know when zach and i are the happiest and you see us if we have a hoodie on and a friend of a friend kind of flippantly saw a picture of some of like harden or somebody with a, with a hoodie on and this flippantly said to my dad he was like look at that thug and my dad like took a second and was just like, he's like, well, what are you? He goes, you always wear, wear, wear those. He goes, my son's got them on right now too. He's like, should we call him thugs too? And you can see in the moment, the person that said it didn't mean what he, it, but it meant something to us because I just gave a look and just rolled my eyes kind of like, fuck you. We got to stop doing that to people, man. And a lot of writers not, and I'm not, and I'm not, coming at you you know that but there's a lot of words that we use sometimes that just place people in, in, in things that, that aren't necessary and whether amari cooper is or is not like i i don't feel comfortable calling somebody a name if i've never had one conversation with them is that wrong I, is that my, is it am i yeah. allowed to say it that way i i know nothing about amari cooper's personality nothing right. yeah like i know what i've read and i know what i've seen my dad's a cowboys fan so i, I watch just as many cowboy games as Browns fans, Browns games that I watch, and I gave a, a fair assessment in my mind of what I've seen. He's a hardworking player, but I do know that he comes back, and when things ain't right, he's got Nick Saban in him. He's going to let his offense know things aren't right. Does that, I don't, does that mean he's a diva? I don't know. Jarvis Landry would do that. Does that make him a diva? I never heard him called a diva the whole time he was here. So I, you know, just like, it, so what happens is kids read this shit, and, and people read this shit, and then, and then that's the question I get thrown at me on Twitter, why would they bring another prima donna in here? I just like, I'm just at a point in time that I wish we would do better. By the way, Colt McCoy's made 20.4 million in his career. Um, Tom Brady, when Tom, the Tom Brady news came out, your first reaction. 
I, well, you, my first reaction is to verify because you don't trust anything you see. <laughs> true. Right. True. Um, but I wasn't stunned. Honestly, I was not stunned. It, it, I was surprised. Yes, but I was not stunned. Um, I mean, this is what this guy has known. Okay, right? so what happened? Here's the real story, and I got I to gotta get our boy on the podcast. Something happened, though, man. It was so weird when Shefty was coming out with everything, and then like, like something odd is going on, though, between, I think between him and Bruce Arians. I don't know, but I'm speculating. Yeah, you, I think it's fair to read, read it that way with stopping short of claiming you know anything like you just did, right? Right. It was all so quick, Dre, that my thought was, well, he just must have known. He just must have decided. There was no come down period because they lost on Sunday. The stuff started leaking a few days later, and then it was official. So it was like, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, people were saying stuff. and In the NFL, you just never know because the news cycle, always, they, stuff happens to drive the news cycle all along. But Help me out. Um, which signing today? And I think I know what it is when I'm asking. Which one made you scratch your head the most? Uh, I, I, we, we had a lot of Arizona Cardinals on our team. Yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk is not <laughs> He's not a number one receiver. He's no. Not, no. So, so well, yeah, that let me one say this. Yeah. So what are they? All right, no, that, I, you, you know, know what? what? That's not the answer. The other no, one is the running back. Nah, no, it's the other receipt. It's Zay Jones to that Zay Jones, yeah. for $30 million. Right, right. What well, in no, the but world? I know, but the running back is too. Dude, I, you know, I got nothing against him. His story is awesome. He's got no shake. And he, he was in that offense where there was nothing left when he put those yards up. I watched them more than anybody else. You know that. Because <laughs> I tell you every year, they drive me nuts in the second half. <laughs> yes. Good for John Cotter. Good for Cotter. I ain't bad at him. Um. And I like doing these quick hitters with you. We haven't done them in a while, so we're going, we can wrap up here shortly. Um, just uh, I got I want to say what I think, but I want to hear from you first. Uh, LeBron kind of having his couple fifty point games over the last week and a half. What's that say? <laughs> He's just not human. No, no. I, I did watch the, a little bit of the Lakers last night. I didn't stay up, and I didn't need to. I mean, that is an awful basketball team. And it was, it was, they, it was laughably like I was the only one in the living room and I was laughing at some of the easy baskets. That yeah. Got. They can't defend. You know what it is to me? I thought I, I laughed last night because they had no chance. And, and I, this is, and I respect what he's done because we're at the point now, man, where it's like, I don't have to agree with everything he's done or said, and, and he's made mistakes, but he literally is going to go down with the most of everything in points. Like he's one of the best ever. We don't have to say if he's number one, number two, whatever he's up there. And it's like, he's just as said, this is his middle. Like he came back after talking during the all-star break. And this is after we know grandpa LeBron, we know the stages of LeBron better than most. I'll say that over anybody in the country. Cause we've been, we've watched him since he was 15. He went through the grandpa stages. He went through the, you know, the stages of, you know, complaining without complaining, but complaining and letting it know. Then he comes back and he knows they can't make any moves. And this is basically his middle finger to, in my opinion, this is the middle finger to the, to the league that questions why his team's so bad and to the people making or not making the trades he told them to make and not make. He's basically saying, when this all blows up, y'all ain't blaming me because yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going <laughs> to – because he could have played like this his whole career. But literally he's like, you know what? We suck. I'm going out for 50 every night, and he can do it. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's – it really is. And I don't watch much NBA. Don't ask me an Evan Mobley question because I have just have not had time. I mean, when the, when the conference tournaments are on, I'm choosing – even NEC basketball. That's just me, right? I know. But, um, you know what? but I'm glad you, you know what I want to ask you about him? And I'm going to anyway. 
He has played, and he had over 30. He, his numbers were unbelievable tonight. He's been playing center since Jared Allen went out, and his numbers have increased. And I want to be, and this is like a phone call that I would like if we did a radio show, because these are the type of calls you have. Is Evan Mobley getting slow? You know, is his growth being slowed down because he's playing power forward, not center in his first year in the NBA? Yeah. I and I, probably not. What? No, probably not. He's such a baby. I mean, he's a baby deer out there. You know? I mean, it was just good. It was just last year at this time we were watching him, and it was like, holy I know. shit. Dude, he's got, he had 30 points. I mean, his numbers and – and look, I think it's a combination that they just don't have a lot of offense, period. And then you take out you know, Allen as well, and he's capable of it. I think that's the best part about it, Zach. He's capable yeah. of offensively giving you more. He has to be so exhausted at this point. He, you know, he, he, he has to – a year from now, he will be unreal yeah. because he's he will be, be stronger. He will have seen it all. I mean, just mentally and physically, he has yeah. to be exhausted at this point. All right, you sound exhausted. So give me your top five personal Browns of all time. Okay. They, brought to you I by – like Go ahead, do the, the, the sponsor. Brought, brought, brought to you. No, it's just your favorite. Don't got to be the best. Your favorite is brought to you by American Fireworks. Oh, Don't my favorite Browns of the new era. Okay. Uh, just period. I didn't say new era, but if you want oh, to – Okay, well, just period. I mean, growing up when I grew up and then later having him shake my chair and say, bro, I saw you on the 657. I mean, it's burn versus everyone. It's three three zero versus the world anyway around no, here. No. You know that. So it's burn, and then it's a wide gap. Um, second is – and I don't know him personally. I only actually met him one time is Eric Metcalf because I was a Texas fan when I was a kid. Yep. I can remember having Eric Metcalf rookie cards. I remember Metcalf up the middle being screamed yeah. about on the radio when I didn't know shit and all that stuff. He's on the list. He's not number two. He's on the list. Okay. I mean, Josh Cribbs because Always. from yeah. day one we had a relationship and we still do to this day. Um. You know, and and I can just rip him relentlessly, and he just, he just laughs. laughs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's on there. You know, I almost want to put Dawson's Estadil and Pompriand as one person. Ah, uh, yeah, Pompriand. You know what? I when I asked this question, damn, because he was that good of a dude. Yeah, I am zero percent questioning any of their work ethic, and it stands for themselves. I'm just saying, when you are in an NFL building, the specialists got a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. So if yes. you're in an NFL building and you don't know the specialists, one of you is a dickhead. Yeah. So yeah, one of you aren't a good person. I was right. exactly. Honest. That's yeah. just how it goes, right? And it turns out, you know, Dave and I went to college together. Didn't know him then. We have friends to this day. You know, I haven't seen Dave since pre-pandemic, but I have a lot of respect for the guy. And like, so putting those guys at one, just because I knew that. Like, Drew, when I left the Browns for Fox, I called Ryan Pontbriand and told him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's just how, how it was. Right. Um, and then probably Sean O'Hara, uh, just a guy that I knew and everybody liked and, you know, was an underdog story. Yeah. Um, and you know, has a good gig at NFL network, still super humble. He's, I haven't spoken to him in a long, long time. Right. Um, but he would probably be on that list. Yeah, see, we just – you made it personal. I, this started with Jarvis Landry, and it made me think differently of my um, my list. Because yeah. I, I get where you're – I get why you did what you did, because we have personal – you know, we, we have personal relationships with some of these guys. Yeah. I guess what I was going off of, just how they play, and I'm not – because, like, I could do the same way. Oh, well, yeah, um, then Cribs is on that list for yeah, sure. Yeah, Cribs, and, but, and I, that was my port, part about uh, Landry. It's part of football. It's not fun. You know, it's weird because I'm going through a stage with my, with my kids, man, where um, – AJ's best friend, 
uh, he got a Nick Chubb jersey for his birthday, and we were at his birthday party. And AJ, like afterwards, was like, "Dad, I think I want a Nick Chubb jersey too." And I can't knock it. It's the first time my kid like asked for a jersey, and I'm glad it's that person. And it made me realize that like is like here's another one. Like Isabella's just like she's loves she loves everything about LeBron right now to the point that last night when I went to record the uh, uh, I went to record a TV show, and I was like, "Why is everything full?" And somehow her or AJ had like set up the tape, the Lakers and Suns game. I was so happy this morning to tell them I erased it. You don't want to see it. No. <laughs> um, so I guess like, like I would always want to see my son in a Jarvis Landry Jersey as a player at what we see. Because, and I think this goes into Deshaun Watson. Uh, and this is probably a great way to kind of wrap things up. I think as where I'm at now, like, I don't know Jarvis personally. I met him once or twice, but I don't know him, know him. The way he played made him a guy that when I sit down with my kid, I, I can point and say that, that that's how a guy I, that's that's the type of guy I like. Hey, same I, thing with 16. If there was a Cribs jersey, I, uh, same thing with Dawson. Um, there are guys out there like that. I, here, I'll give you one that, that you're going to chuckle at. Dalen McCutcheon wasn't oh, yeah. a star, but got the most out of who he was. Absolutely. Solid dude. Solid player showed up. Everybody in the building respected the hell out of that guy. Yes. He yes. was a pro's pro. Um, Dre. Deshaun, I've been in the same room with Deshaun Watson one time my whole life. I don't know. Him, right. 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 Um, he is accused of some really disgusting things that he may or may not have done. Right. Mm-hmm. Before that, I know three people that know Deshaun Watson on some level and they never said anything but glad. I agree. I got the same problem. I got the same problem. But people so, that I know, and I know just, we probably it's not know for me to judge either way. Right. right. Um, and I think that's the problem teams are going through because what Zach just, Zach, what, and, and I almost want you to repeat it because I'm in the same boat. I don't know him, but the people that do know him speak of him very highly. And I think that I Dabo trust. Sweeney is full of shit and he's nauseating, yeah. Yeah. but like he went to bat extra for this guy. Called him Michael Jordan. Right. The story is just like, yeah, look again, our whole point is, Hey, it's part of it. It's for them to decide. It's not for us. And if you, if it was to happen, or if you're adamantly against it happening, or if you're willing, that's fine. That's your choice. Like th- yeah. this is a big boy business, right? And it's a business. That's what it is. And these teams, these billion dollar companies choose to employ who they want to choose based on their own background checks and their own choices. And hey, let me ask you, who's the root form or not? Yeah. That's all. That's it. Yeah. You don't got to buy your kids his jersey. Or, and like I said, sometimes, and I'm not trying to tell people how to parent because it's hard enough, but I thought what Zach said earlier was dead on. Sometimes we make more news in social media and cry and whine. And when in reality, it's really a thing that's just something slapping in the face saying, you know what? This is a good time for me to have a good conversation with my kid. Yeah. Because that's, you know, like if the, I, I hope my nephew asks me for a jersey if it happens so we can have a real conversation about, about why I, maybe I would struggle getting it for him right away. Uh, you know, maybe I, I would. I, and I hadn't even thought of that. But like coming off the top of my head, if, that, if it came to a situation and my kid asked for his jersey, I do think I would have to have a conversation with him about, what he's been accused of and how some people may react to you wearing that. Now so, that baseball's back, now that baseball's back, what's your feeling about it? Yeah, zero. <laughs> um, so, so, day, so 10 hours into, because I tried to sign off 20 minutes ago and we're still here. I did that on purpose. 10 hours into free agency, um, the Browns have signed a backup defensive tackle. All the other ones are, I mean, they probably didn't have that money anyway. It's really – I'll just – and I promise I will sign off because I control the button here. <laughs> um, hey, hey uh, after this, I need I need, I need, need a favor. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just thought of something. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it really feels like the 
and, I, and this is not to dismiss the Cooper move because that's a huge move, right? It's right. It, at the core of it, you're kind of replacing the salary that you already knew. But it feels like that they were willing to let other teams do the big moves here in case something else comes down the line. And, and you can read that as they're going to let the market settle on Clowney, which is probably always the right move, right? Or they didn't want to have to make decisions on certain guys, J.C. Treader and whatever. Right. You could also go conspiracy theorists and say, hey, the Browns have been patient because they need to clear uh, X amount for a quarterback. You could say yeah. that. I mean, that's part of the, I mean, that's part of the deal, right? Like I put enough money aside to get a different car than what I got, but I, I knew I could afford more, but I got less. But if, it, if the right deal showed up and the car was actually like in America, <laughs> in Ohio, I may have got another car that was a little bit more expensive because I knew I saved enough money for it. Right. And within that, you still had a limit you couldn't go over. You couldn't right. go buy the big, big car. So right, right. But I could get a pretty nice what, one. But yeah. Right. But that's what the salary cap is. Like, yes. Save it just in case. So Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's right. a good way of putting it. That is a good way from walking away from it. And look, at the same, and that's why the best GMs are, are geniuses and we don't even realize it because really you're putting, they're putting together more than one team at once. Well, because nothing goes exactly how yeah, you plan it. Nothing, especially in free agency right. because guys retire and guys fail physicals and guys bail on you at the last minute. Guys people get hurt and, yes. people's dad, and people's dad get Instagrams. Yeah. And wives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, inside girls. Imagine being twenty. Imagine being twenty-four years into your organization, and a, lot, and a portion of your fan base's big, biggest rivals still the media it's and each sad, other. And sad and, existence, but you guys still listen. Thank you. And each other, we love y'all. We do love y'all. We appreciate y'all, Zach. Thank you for making us do a night timer. Uh, even though I was a little jumpy early on, you surprised me. I didn't know we were doing this. So I appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. I'm going to be in Arizona in shorts the next time you hear from me, baby. It's going to be 90 next week. Cannot wait. Uh, pray for me that I don't say Indians more than I say Guardians. All right. See ya. Peace. <laughs>